The best way to err with scripture interpretation is to try to make the word serve the human ego. If men are not careful, they may open doors, such as Judas Iscariot did in Luke 22 and 3. Judas sat at ground zero, meaning that he sat at Jesus' feet and heard nothing because he was already full of himself. If Israel would repent and humble themselves, Adonai would hear their prayers. This is the Avinu.info podcast brought to you by the Avinu.info blog author and senior pastors of Living Church Ministries International, Bishop Demetrix and Pastor Pauline Roscoe. Today's topic, The Prophets Warned Us, Part 2. Can the Word of God discern the heart of the person who is using it? Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 of the NLT. For the Word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Jeremiah 13 and 15 through 17 of the NLT. A warning against pride. Listen and pay attention. Do not be arrogant, for the Lord has spoken. Give glory to the Lord your God before it is too late. Acknowledge him before he brings darkness upon you, causing you to stumble and fall on the darkening mountains. For then, when you look for light, you will find only terrible darkness and gloom. And if you still refuse to listen, I will weep alone because of your pride. My eyes will overflow with tears because the Lord's flock will be led away into exile. When Jesus preached the truth, it was salvation to some, but a stumbling block to others. 1 Peter 2 and 8 of the Complete Word Study Bible reads, And a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. Proverbs 4 and 19 of the NLT reads, But the way of the wicked is like total darkness. They have no idea what they are stumbling over. In the book of Ephesians 2 and 4, it was all about Adonai's generosity and his invitation for us to enter into his inheritance. It also refers to how the God of the Hebrews would remove all gates and barriers that block the entrances to him. Obeying the word of God caused the walls of partition to be lowered for the soul who loves truth. Anybody and everybody are predestined into the Messiah's inheritance, but the devil will fight the truth that leads us there. The Lamb of God didn't wrestle with the devil to defeat him, but our Lord's active obedience and faithfulness, even unto his death, destroyed Satan's right to rule over Adonai's new creature, believers who are joined to the Messiah, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Adonai rendered the King of Kings victorious because the Son of God took a stand in righteous behavior. Says Bishop Roscoe, one must remember the devil's power is in getting us to define our dignity and self-worth. However, the Messiah pointed us to his father. Let's look at the word wrestle in Ephesians 6 and 2. The Greek definition for wrestle is pali or palis, and it's taken from the noun palo. This word means to shake or vibrate, a wrestling, struggle, or hand-to-hand combat. It was used of the wrestling of athletes and of the hand-to-hand combat of soldiers, both of which required deafness and speed. It denoted the struggle between individual combatants in distinction from an entire military campaign. It is also used figuratively in Ephesians 6 and 12, meaning struggle or combat. Ephesians 6, 10 through 18 of the complete Jewish Bible reads, Finally grow powerful in union with the Lord, in union with his mighty strength. Use all the armor and weaponry that God provides so that you will be able to stand against the deceptive tactics of the adversary. 
For we are not struggling against human beings, but against the rulers, authorities, and cosmic powers governing this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. So take up every piece of war equipment God provides, so that when the evil day comes, you will be able to resist, and when the battle is won, you will be standing. Therefore stand, have the belt of truth buckled around your waist, put on righteousness for a breastplate, and wear on your feet the readiness that comes from the good news of Shalom. Always carry the shield of trust with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of deliverance along with the sword given by the Spirit, that is the word of God, as you pray at all times with all kinds of prayers and requests in the Spirit, vigilantly and persistently for all God's people. When we seek the righteousness of truth rather than just being right, only then will we hear the voice of God. In His generosity, He continues to pour into us the apprehension of the divine presence and grasping, far surpassing mere knowledge, knowing with whom you are indebted. It's not about us, it's about His generosity. Ephesians 3, 16 through 19 of the Amplified reads, May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit, himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. May Christ through your faith actually dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love. What is the breadth and length and height and depth of it? That you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves, the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God, may have the richest measure of the divine presence, and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. There are millions of our parents who are in heaven who got there because they feared God. Perhaps they never learned to read, but they knew right was right and wrong was wrong. As simple as that sounds, many went to hell because they were too arrogant and self-serving to care about others' needs. Jeremiah 13 and 16 of the Complete Word Study Bible Give glory to the Lord your God before he causes darkness and before your feet stumble upon the dark mountains. And while ye look for light, he turn it into the shadow of death and make it gross darkness. The Jewish Commentary of a Human Being Ransomed In 1 Samuel 14, Jonathan came under sentence of death for transgressing a public oath his father made in his absence. Yet although King Saul condemned him to die, the sentence was not carried out because the people objected. But law is law, not to be ignored. So they ransomed him and thus legally prevented his being put to death. We too, like Jonathan, have come under the sentence of death. Jonathan was condemned to death even though he had been unaware of King Saul's oath and order. We are condemned to death even though we have not sinned after the manner of the first Adam, as in Romans 5, 12 through 14. Like Jonathan, we must either die or be ransomed. Jonathan and the Israel firstborn were ransomed with money. Money equals blood. One of the names for money in Hebrew is damim, plural of dam, blood because it represents man's labor and risks. It is a Mishnaic term. But money cannot redeem from eternal death. Man has nothing with which to ransom himself or others, as in Psalm 49. 
8 through 9. God himself must redeem him from the power of the grave. Psalm 49 and 16. But of God it is written, I have found a ransom. Job 33 and 24. And that ransom is the blood of the Messiah. Adapted from Moshe bin Meir. How a Jew explains Ephesians. He has made known to us his secret plan. Greek mysterion gives us the English word mystery, but means something previously concealed but now revealed. Hence the emphasis on God's foreordained purpose, verses 4 through 5. We Jews are contrasted with you Gentiles, an inheritance. Moshe ben Meir called attention to an uncommon Hebrew word for the imported concept of inheritance, morasha. In the two places where it appears in the Tanakh, Deuteronomy 33 and 4, Moshe commanded us a Torah, the inheritance of the congregation of Israel, and Exodus 6 and 8, I will bring you into the land which I swore to give to Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, and I will give it to you as an inheritance. I am Adonai. He wrote, We Messianic Jews hold on to the Marasha and have cast away neither the Torah nor our rights to Eretz Israel, the land of Israel. We remain part and parcel of the chosen people. Taken from How a Jew Explains Ephesians, pages 31 through 33. Verse 11 is speaking of Jews whose inheritance is both spiritual, as in the Torah, and physical, or the land. The Torah leads directly to Yeshua in Romans 10 and 4, through whom Gentiles share in the spiritual inheritance, as in verses 13 through 14. Also, through Yeshua, the Jewish people receive the land in perpetuity. 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Avinu.info blog podcast. Special thanks to our authors, Bishop Demetrix and Pastor Pauline Roscoe, and to our editor, Val Gunter. We ask you to help us with a gift of any size. Many lives are being changed worldwide by this ministry. Contributions can be mailed to 401 Omega Street South, Birmingham, Alabama 35205 or visit avenu.info and click on the donate button to make a secure payment with your debit card, credit card or PayPal account. Thank you in advance for your giving. Always walk blessed in the strong name of Jesus. To contact Bishop Roscoe by phone, please call 205-323-3733. 205-323-3733.